Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. We are talking this morning about leverage in your back office using virtual assistants. I mean, really, it could be with anybody, but we're going to focus it around some of the things you can specifically do with virtual assistants. Um, Good morning, Petrina, Michelle, everyone else here on camera, everyone watching later. Stop whatever you're doing. Stop your treadmill. Take notes. This will be a good one. So we've had this guest host on many times. Uh, His name is, um, do you want me to call you Mr. Diaz today? What do you, you want me to call you? Whatever you'd like. My, my first name is pronounced Elias. I, I know. I just, I'm just giving you a hard time. He's he's the most genuinely friendly person we've had, and I say guest host, but truly, like he's not a co- like this is his show. I'm gonna I'm gonna be here to ask him questions and turn it over, but he could do hours and hours of training on this topic, Elias. Like you could just like you could you could just run with this, but uh, I want to start. Unless you know where you want to start, I got a question to start us off. In the work. You got someplace you want to start with this? All I can say, I love the questions. I love the open discussion. I mean, that's really what it is, right? I mean, basically all the questions you give me, I'm going to be able to answer them, not just based off of my thoughts, but based off of other clients that we've been able to help and just other business owners that I've talked to. And I'm going to be able to give you real life examples. Well, that's that's where I want to start with. First, I just want to establish a baseline in case this is people's first exposure to you. I want them to know why are you qualified to talk about leveraging in your back office with virtual assistants. Like t- tell people your background, how you ended up w- where you are. I've been with Virtue Desk now for about a year and a half. Um, Virtue Desk, if any of you don't know what Virtue Desk is, we're a premier virtual assistant company. Um, really what it is, it's outsourcing at a lower overhead cost um, to kind of help you with your business but without jeopardizing security. So that's, that's really it. I mean, I've worked with, I mean, primarily we're real estate. We do work in other industries as well, but Real estate is our main demographic. Love it. So you have, and how many uh, virtual assistants are you guys currently staffing for people right now? Just approximately. I, it's hard to kind of give an approximate number. What I can tell you is that since 2020, we've helped more than a thousand clients. Okay. So, so that's a lot of, yeah. That, like, like, I love talking large numbers because you start to see patterns. You start yeah. to see things that work. It's not just like, oh, we hired one or two people and they did this really cool thing and then no one else can duplicate it, right? It's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. You hear people talking like that. This is something where it's it's duplicatable. It's systematic. It's happened multiple times. So now that we've got a framework of what we're, we're doing, when, you, when someone starts, um, there's going to be two camps of people listening to this. People who have never had a VA in their back office or frankly, anyone in their back office, right? Maybe they've had a little, little leverage and they're trying to figure out, okay, where do they start? Where do they go first? Then there's the people who already might have some help, but they're thinking, are there gaps in my business? Are there holes where I could actually use additional support that could help fill it out? I'd like to start with that second group first, right? The people that already have a little bit, and we'll kind of go backwards and we'll give everyone else a, a baseline. But I want to start with this group of people because uh, the last time, if you guys had missed the last episode, he was here. He laid a lot of framework of like, how do you hire? How do you train the basics? And um, we'll cover a little bit of that. But I want you to, to think about if an agent's looking at their business and they're trying to ask themselves, do I need a VA? Where can I plug it in? What are the holes? How, how do they start to figure out if they might already have some help? Like, do I need more? Do I hire another one? What, what do I do? Where, where do you look at that? I mean, 
It's kind of the same thing. I, I tell everyone it doesn't matter for the type of position. You know, the reason why you hire a VA is, well, one, you either have them. There's, there's a couple of different reasons. One, you either have them do something that you're really good at and you don't have time to do, or you have them do something you may know how to do, but you're not good at, you just don't like doing. It's, it's really that. I mean, you get some people who, you know, they may know what they want to have said on the phone, but maybe they hate making phone calls. So they'll have them do that. But like maybe on the back office work, like me personally, I don't like the admin side of the business. I love talking with people, right? That fits my personality. Um, but when it comes to some of the nitty gritty details, that is just not in my, that's not my cup of tea. All right. Um, whereas I actually have team members right now that'll help me with that. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. Right. Um, so that, that's kind of the thing is like, so yeah, do I know how to do it? Of course I know how to do it, but I know how I work best. I know what my strong points are. So it's kind of like, I feel like for anybody in their business, especially in the back office work, focus on what your strong points are, because if you focus on your strong points, you're going to, you're going to flourish, right? It's good to address everything. I mean, look, I, I'm not going to say I don't want to do it because I do want to learn obviously, but when it comes to like a day to day, you know what, this is what you're really good at. I'm going to let you focus on what you're good at. I'm going to let me focus on what I'm good at. I love it. And and do you recommend that people, when they're looking at their back office, do they take on a VA for highly specific real estate, like contract functions, TC stuff, or more like lighter, you know, database management, marketing organization, or, or all of the above? So I've literally had clients that have had them do very minimal, um, like admin, admin tasks, but I've also had them do very um, complex tasks. I will say this though, because it's an assistant company, right? We're not going to be, we don't guarantee we're going to be giving you full fledged experienced real estate gurus. We're going to give you trained, prepared, you know, professional virtual assistants. They've been vetted securities there. That being said, when it comes to really detailed tasks that you need them to do for you. Look, you, you have to, you have to be able to work with them, show them how you want it done. I mean, it might, it might be a little new for them on some of the process, especially because everyone's business is going to be completely different. Right. I mean, Jesse, your business could be completely different than, um, you know, um, Angela's here or um, Zahira's here. And so it's kind of like, if we focus just too much on training one person's business, then when they work with a different person, it's going to be a little bit different. So it's like any of the complex details, any of the real complex tasks, they can do it. Just make sure that you're able to kind of work with the onboarding, which we talked about in the last episode and show them how you want it done. Yeah, it t- totally makes sense. And and when you said you've worked with, you know, hundreds of clients, how have you seen, tell me a couple, because this will give us some good, good examples. Do you have any like success stories, people that came in and they're like, Oh, I got someone in back office and how it, how it impact, positively impacted their business. So I have, one that comes to mind, right? Because that's what I love about open discussions. And this is the first one that comes to mind is uh, this is actually more, it was back office. It was admin, but it was actually for a, a gentleman. And actually it wasn't even real estate. Um, it was with a credit card repair company. And he had about four um, sales reps that are in the United States, but he hired one of our virtual assistants literally just to help um, with the, the data entry, the CRM. So they were doing thousands of leads a month for his team. Okay. Credit card repair. And the, the virtual assistant was basically there just to be helping with the back office notes, note taking, um, all the data entry into the CRM. That's it. That, that's literally all the virtual assistant was doing. But it was for four team members with thousands of leads every month. So that's one example. Um, 
I mean, we've had virtual assistants that have helped clients. You know, I mean, it's definitely a huge um, need right now for video editing, but we've had clients where the virtual assistants helped them with the video editing process, with then posting the videos where all they really have to do is give them the content. Hmm. You know, they might give them three to five videos, the video editor can, or the, the virtual assistant can help with that, help post it in a timely fashion. And I guess one thing I do want to focus on this, the more a virtual assistant works with you, the more they're going to know your business the more they're going to know what you want to do. So what I've learned with all clients, whether it's really complex tasks or whether it's really basic tasks, is the more they work with you, the more they are going to want to take initiative and, and just say, hey, you know what? Um, I already did this for you. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Because they're going to know your business, right? Most people aren't going to take initiative when they only work with you one or two months. When they've been working with you for a few months and they know how you want to do things, they'll start saying, hey, you know what? Jesse, I can, I can just do this or... Jesse, you know, do you just want me to do this like I did it last month? Bam. Makes that's it easier. A, that's a really interesting distinction of having someone who's just a freelancer that you hire for a one-off project versus having the reason to have someone f- full-time, right? To have the same person because they start to learn your patterns. And that's the thing is with, so look, there's, there's a difference between being a freelancer and being a virtual assistant, Okay. Yeah, they're both virtual. The thing is though, especially like in the Philippines or other companies that, um, where virtual assistant um, careers are really popular. You know, Philippines is number one. That's where our virtual assistants are based out of. But like when they come to our company, it's a career. A lot of people over here, especially in the United States, don't realize that, but being a virtual assistant is an actual career over there. You know, they can take their skill set and find out the best way that they can help out other clients. So because of that, we're going to attract people that want to be a virtual assistant as a career path versus just kind of doing this just for now. So there's going to be a lot more longevity. There's going to be a lot more um, growth, both with clients as well as with themselves, if that makes sense. It actually does. Do you know um, in the Philippines, like what, if, if, since it's a career, like how do you describe if you, if you were to just, if someone is working in your company, how do they describe what they do? Um, you mean like in the Philippines? Yeah. Well, um, honestly, I mean, I, I've been to the Philippines myself. Our company goes over there. We like to be really hands-on with our team. So I was just there uh, couple months ago, I'll be back there in a few months. So I've gotten to actually go there and talk with team members and everything. And that's it. I mean, they'll literally say I'm a virtual assistant. Cool. That That's that. Like, just like you can say, I'm a real estate agent. Say I'm a virtual assistant. I, I love yeah. it. Yeah. And P- Petrina, Michelle, is it here? Anyone who's on here live, if you have questions, if you want to unmute yourself, you are more than welcome to ask questions. If you're here, no, I'm just If anyone's here for a specific reason, I love when people are on here live, right? It's because you can ask questions. If you're listening to the recording, I'm thrilled you're listening to the recording, but if you're here live, I want you to be able to ask questions and engage. Otherwise I'm going to keep firing away because I got plenty of questions on this. All right. So um, we talked about this a little bit last time, but I do think it's worth touching on each time we have this discussion. Biggest mistakes you see people make when they approach starting off to have some leverage in their back office using a VA. What, what, what do you see happen that, that doesn't work? Um, I'll say something that, I've seen work before, but most of the time it's going to fail. And one of the biggest things is, and this is for any position, it doesn't matter if it's back office, doesn't matter if it's for sales, for more of an executive assistant role, it's an assistant, right? And that's what people need to understand. You know, we're not, we're not a headhunting agency where we're going to find virtual assistants for you. We're going to find people that can work for you, but just in general, the term, and this is for any type of virtual staffing member, right? When you bring them on board to your team, especially an assistant, you can't expect them to know more about your business than you. And we have had it where we get clients. Um, this is where there's normally not a lot of success 
where they'll come on board. They expect the virtual assistant to know more than them, do a lot more than them without knowing very much. And it's just a recipe for disaster. So I think having the expectation where you're going to be bringing someone like, yeah, they're going to be trained. They're going to be professional, but you're going to still have to show them how you want your business run. Right. That's just that. That's, that's the biggest thing is expectations. And just, I think just being realistic when you're bringing on any team member. And I, I think I've brought this example up Jesse before, you know, I had a team member come on board um, last year who had 20 years of experience in a specific um, field. That was great. He was, he had the experience and, and we don't even guarantee the experience, but I love this. And he actually, um, he actually was a virtual assistant and got promoted to the corporate team. So he was experienced. I knew he knew what he was doing, but I still had to train him on how I wanted things done because I was in my position or our clients are in their position for a reason to do things a certain way. So that's what I would say. It totally makes sense. And I think it's interesting if you break down, um, having some help on the sales side versus on the back office side. I, do you think it is, this is true that on the sales side, you really have to you know, know how to do it. You have to like doing it in order to support someone. Like it's hard to have a, someone on the, on the back, on, you know, on the sales side doing something that you've never done. Whereas on the admin side, as long as you know how to do it, I feel like it's a little more successful. As long as you can walk them through it, you might really not like that function, but it's, it's easier to have people do things that they may, like you said, they may not be your strong suit. Whereas on the sales side, or do you, could you think, no, it's just as easy. Even if you're not good on sales, you can have a, a virtual assistant you know, kicking butt in the sales side, even if that's not your strong suit. It's actually an interesting question. And the reason why is because, you know, there's, there's actually a book out there. Everyone can sell um, that I read before my, one of my old um, supervisors wanted me to read that book. It's basically the idea that everyone's selling themselves every day. And the reason this is interesting to me is because I actually have taken team members on my team where they don't have any sales experience and I've trained them to get to where they need to be. Now they're still junior members, but I think the idea of sales is both sales and admin, it really comes down to personality type, which is another reason why we also, um, we provide like personality disc profiles when you interview our VAs. But the reason I say, um, sorry about that. the reason I say, um, personality type is because you might have somebody, for example, that loves talking to people. They, they can, they can think on their feet, whatever, whereas you might have another person who really wants to be analytical. They really want to work on, um, you know, data mining or anything like that. You can't really have the two in those roles. Just like me, my personality type wouldn't really not be good for admin, right? Someone who's admin would probably not really want to be good for that. So there are people that can do both, but I think like what you just said is kind of like focusing on who would be best for um, the specific role. And let's just say you're an individual who likes talking on the phone, right? But you don't have time for it. You know, I'm sure there's going to be a time, you know, um, in my business, we'll just say if I was a real estate agent right now, where I may like talking on the phone, that may be my strong suit. I'm going to have them focus on the admin and marketing, but maybe in the future, I get to the point where I don't want to do either one because I need to just focus on doing showings. And if that ever comes down to that, that's when I can, I guess, focus on your strengths first. It doesn't matter what your business is. Every business is going to have a need for sales or admin and marketing at one point or another. It's when do you need it? And at what point, um, are you exhausting your own strength? Because if you spread yourself too thin, you're going to be inefficient. That totally makes sense. So, so when you guys are screening virtual assistants, are you giving them personality assessments then for if you're, if you're looking for someone in an admin role? How, how do you get a screen for that? 
Uh, yeah, we do. We give them personality um, assessments. And actually, in, during our interview process, when our clients pick a virtual assistant, they're going to have access to their resume and their personality disc profile before the interviews start. Cool. Um, and knowing that, how do you factor in also cultural differences, for example? Because some, some parts is hardwired in personality. Some does. It's just different. I mean, you, you're smiling because you know what I mean. There's just different cultures respond to direction different ways. But how would you how would you address that? Um, first off, I can just tell you that the Filipino culture is very polite. It's always yes, sir. Thank you, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And I think it's great. I love it. Like I said, I've been over there, but there's going to be a little bit of that where understanding that understanding that if you're hiring, if you're outsourcing, it doesn't matter where there's going to be cultural differences, right? Like you just address. So again, back to the expectations, back to the reality, can it be changed? Yes, it can. You know, I have both American um, team members as well as Filipino team members, but I'll have them when they call Americans. Hey, it's really polite how you say this, but it does sound very often different from what most Americans are used to. So you can still be polite, but like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call you Jesse and say, you know, sir, I, re I respectfully request a presence with you on a phone call. Right. right. That was one of my girls. So I just changed what she was saying. You know, I'll just say, Hey, Jesse, I'd love to connect with you next week. Are you available at Tuesday at 10 AM? Right. right. Bam. Which, which probably feels so strange for her to say, or to type yeah. in an email or whatever it is, but, but learning, but, but just addressing that, that cultural difference, I think is, is really important. If you're going to have anyone who communicates even in the back office side. Well, I mean, honestly, to, to be to be honest with you too, Jesse, like I actually lived in Thailand for a month and I helped um, teach at an English school um, back when I was in high school. And, you know, there's definitely a difference between American English and UK English. And some people, they understand like they'll, they'll learn United Kingdom English, right? But there's a huge difference between that and like American English, just with slang, the way things are said, the way sentences are put together. So it's just it's definitely something to think about. Yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't speak too good. <laughs> I I always think that's hilarious. By the way, if that I've talked to people who are like, well, it, you know, even in that, I mean, mainly it's just on the like the inside salesperson as a sales side, but even on the back office side, someone says, you know, I, I don't really want to hire someone overseas because you know they have an accent. I want them to sound American. I'm like, do you have any Americans have accents? I think there's Americans yeah. who have accents who speak English way better than we do. Like like I'm born like I'm born in California, and just people who speak English way better than me. You know, I, I don't know. I think that part it's. America has blended accents. That's part of what makes us great. As long as you're able to understand them. I mean, there's some accents that are very thick. that are very difficult to understand. As long as you're able to understand them, like you said, I mean, I got, I could go to the coffee shop down the street. I love it's a Vietnamese coffee shop. One of my favorites. Well, they're going to have accents, but guess what? We can all talk and talk about what the new coffee drink is. Right. I, I've, I've coached agents who are, you know, born in other countries and now live in, in the States or first generation that have accents that, they were hard to understand and they managed the business just fine. Anyway, all right, I'll get off the soapbox there. Let's roll forward. So we've got about 10 minutes. Um, what are some of the things that people do? Let's talk maybe weekly, monthly, quarterly reviews. What are some of the things or just something like that? What are some of the things people do that really create success when they're working with someone in their back office? Um, have, having a game plan, right? Um, knowing... Once you've identified, hey, this is what I want. This is my strong point. This is what, again, if it's my strong point, but I don't have time to do it anymore, that's actually the best because it's going to be easier for you to uptrain someone on, right? Because it's your passion. It's something you're really good at. If it's something that you're not really good at, or maybe something you're good at, but you just don't want to do, 
right? Once you've identified that, just first, the first part is identifying. So I'd say identify, identify um, where you are in your business, what your need is. Is it something you like doing? Is it something you don't like doing? And so on. The next part is having a game plan. You need to have um, realistic expectations of where you want to be at at a certain point. I would say modeling it off of yourself. If you were doing this task, you don't like doing, or you're not good at, where do you think you'd be at in one month, two months, three months time frame, right? And then just kind of like bringing that on board with your virtual assistant to have to have a game plan, have a goal in mind. You have to have a goal. Everyone's got to have a goal, whether it's with a new team member, whether it's with yourself. And then kind of looking at the time that's saved by hiring out a virtual assistant or a virtual staffing uh, member, and then seeing what you were able to do in that time that was saved. I love it. And by the way, if anyone does have questions this year, feel free to, to jump in and ask. Um, I have a question about setting a game plan because I like what you said. Think about if you were doing it yourself, where would you be in a month, in 90 days? What if you really have no idea? What if you're like, I got, I got no idea. How, like, do you have to do it a little bit yourself to figure it out? Do you kind of just like, what, how do you, what, what do you do? Yeah, I would recommend, um, cause that it, it, it's a good question. It, it's hard to kind of figure that out. But for example, when I talk to people, Jesse, I'll ask people, well, where do you want to be at in your business? And then they tell me where they want to be. At, and I'll say, what are some things you're doing to get to that point? sometimes they have no idea how to answer that question. Can we take them as clients? Yeah, we can. But I've also turned many people away. And I've also let them know that, look, might not be a good time for you to hire um, a virtual assistant, virtual staffing member, because here's the thing. I don't want someone just to hire an assistant if they have no idea what they're even doing in their business right now. It's going to be, again, recipe for disaster. They're going to come on board. They're going to be paying for a virtual assistant. They have no idea how to use them or how they even want them. And it's like, well, if that's the case, they're just going to have a bitter taste in their mouth. So you want them to have a specific goal. Yeah. How you have to have some type of goal just for your business, right? Once you have a goal for your business, there's tons of checklists. Um, we have a community you can, you can join and talk to about virtual assistants on how you can then use them for your goal. Right. So that's what I was going to say is the clients we've had, they come on board and do that. Yeah. It's been a little bit difficult with the onboarding process, but you know, like I said, we have a community. Um, if I have time, I'll, I'll reach out, you know, our people can reach out to me and I'll talk with them and, and I'll make time for them to answer questions about virtual assistants. Otherwise, I mean, you know, we do have account managers with our team um, that can be like, hey, you know what? I've never had a virtual assistant before. And they can say, okay, no worries. Like an account manager might work with 30 clients, for example, and then they kind of oversee the, the virtual assistants. So if they're working with a client who's never worked with the VA or doesn't know, I'm sure, you know, without going into too many detail, they can't share any personal information because we have NDAs with our company. But the point is they can tell them about certain processes. They can tell them about, you know, hey, I work with a lot of other um, people who have had the same problem you're having. Don't worry, I can give you an idea of what you can start off with. I love that. And they could probably tell them how long that task yeah. generally takes. Hey, exactly. you've got this many things you want to do this sort of thing. Typically, that we think that takes about this much time. Exactly. And, and the reason that's important is because we had a we had a gentleman one time who wanted one of our virtual assistants to um, make a certain, let's put it this way, wanted them to do a certain task that this person themselves never did. And then was judging the virtual assistant based off the time it was done. And, and I called him, I asked him, I said, have you ever done this before? And they said, no, I haven't. And I asked him, I was like, how can you measure the success rate or the time if you've never done it yourself? So we actually parted ways in good terms person came back later and said, Hey, I've been doing it all myself. You know, this is how much time it took me. And I was like, okay. And so, yeah, but 
<laughs> it does take a long time. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you can't, you can't expect this, like the, the results. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, as you're describing, I like the idea of this community where you plug in because it's a combination of, you know, what we do here inside our crew with, with the agent collective is you're, if someone says, hey, I've got a goal right now, I'm selling one a month or two a month, and I want to go to three a month or four a month, you're going to work backwards and figure out, all right, well, where are we getting stuck? Do we not have enough lead generation? Do you not have enough, you know, are you doing the things to get you busy, but then you you break down because you stop you, now that you have some deals, you break down and you, and you stop knowing what to, uh, you know, what to do going forward. So I think you can kind of plug the VAs into this equation where if you need more lead generation, if that's what you know, you need to increase your business. All right, well, let's go through how can a VA help you with some of your lead generation activities? If it's oh, the things, definitely. if the things that happen when you're like, well, I get to two a month and then three a month, and then suddenly I just, all my time's focused on those. All right. What tasks can they take off your plate? I think kind of reverse engineering that way. Are those the type of things you guys are, are talking about? Yeah, because um, <clears throat> look, things are going to change, right? You might even come on board and and tell our team, like, this is my goal. This is where I want to be at. You know, maybe I want to be, for whatever metric, we're just going to be real generic for conversation's sake. But, you know, I want to be at two a week. We don't know what this is. We don't know if it's meetings well, but the point is I want to be at two a week. Well, and then you're working with a virtual assistant and, you know, now I want to be at five a week because I've been getting two very, very easily. So let's try to push this up to five. There you go. Now you're reviewing and you're getting like a consistent four, consistent four or five. Well, then you have an idea of, of what you were doing. Was it okay? Now, what do I need to need? What do I need to do to get to five? Okay. Maybe I need to address, um, you know what you've been doing um, referrals, right? Or no, no, maybe we're not even going to say that. Maybe you've been paying for a different lead gen, right? And you've been having them work with Legion, whether it's calling on more of a sales side, whether it's reaching out more of an admin level, but then you're like, you know, what can I do to change this? So it's like, okay, have I looked at addressing maybe like going off of my referral base? Now I can go off of my referral base, which is a whole nother thing, you know, just have them focus on, on contacting past clients and reaching out to them, seeing if they know people. That's a huge one. That's actually what I bring to people because we've actually had people that come to us, Jesse, and they'll say, Hey, you know what? Um, I've run out of tasks for my virtual assistant. I'm, I'm I think I'm done. And I'm going to be parting ways and that's totally fine, but we'll do our due diligence as a company and ask them, say, Hey, you were having them do a, B and C. Um, yeah. And I was okay. Results. But have you ever thought about having them do D, E and F as well? Oh, I never thought about that. I was like, well, that's why we're here, right? We're here to kind of help offer ideas. And especially because we've worked with so many different clients, we've had them um, do so many different tasks when people kind of hit a wall, we're able to kind of give that layer of support, not only as a virtual assistant, but just with, business as well, especially because my background is business development. So I, I love that our team is able to do that. I think that's one of the biggest benefits to working with a company like Virtue Desk versus just going on onlinejobs.ph and finding finding your own people. Like it's just, it's part of an infrastructure when you go through Virtue Desk that you have these levels of support that truly that's what makes it worthwhile. I mean, you just drop something in the chat box directly to me. Let's, I mean, we're happy to talk about it. They have a Facebook group, which is Leverage right? It's called Leverage by Virtue Desk. If you go to Facebook and you look it up, you can see hundreds and probably thousands at this point of people talking about the way they use their, v, their VAs. And most of the people in that group are Virtue Desk clients, I imagine. That's it. Well, it's clients, non-clients. Um, it's honestly just about for anyone just talk about virtual systems in general, not just our clients. You can, we have a lot of non-clients there. Um, yeah. Just kind of like a general discussion if there's any questions in there. Cool. So. I love it. So you don't need to be a client. Just go check it out if you want to go explore. No, no. Leverage leverage by Virtue Desk. Um, all right, we got two minutes. Is there any advice you want to leave? Anything we didn't cover today? You're like, if you're really focused on the back office side, 
Anything else we didn't cover? I would say, don't think of it as hiring a virtual assistant. Think of it as you're hiring a team member. And I think we might've talked about this on another episode, Jesse, but when people just think assistant, that's great, but they'll hire someone as an assistant and they also need to realize they're hiring a team member, right? You know, you're paying us, but still you're a client to the company. This person's gonna be a representation of our company working with you. But you gotta understand, look, one, it's a person, right? But also, like you said, it's an employee. If you have a team, if you're at the point where, I mean, look, real estate is your independent business owners, right? That's that's really what it comes down to, your independent business owners. So think of it as you're hiring a team. This is your company, you're at that level. And I think a lot of people have never hired somebody before. So I think having that understanding of I'm not just adding someone just to do this, but like, hey, now I'm having someone, this is someone who it's another person, they're gonna have to learn certain things, having the understanding that you're you're hiring an actual team, you're building a team. I love it. I mean, you're, and you're talking to the entrepreneurs. I'm sure every agent listening to this knows that, but we've I forget it too. Like you you own your own business as an agent. It is a really important mindset to remind yourself of that, that that is the power of this business. It's amazing. And I love that you guys provide so much leverage. We, 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 we do our best. And that's what I tell people We're we're constantly improving. So we've been around since 2016, Jesse. I know you asked me about our, I just know that since 2020, cause that's where um, I was just doing growth, like a couple of days ago, measuring some growth and less. So since 2020, in the last two years, we've helped more than a thousand, but the company's actually been around since 2016. Wow. I didn't realize that. Dude, that's awesome. All right. Think about, cause we'll have, we'll book you on here again. Think about what would be a fun topic for next time. Cause we're going to continue. Um, oh, but I was like, what do we share? No, nothing. I was, I was say, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll think about a fun topic to go deeper with this. Cause I think this is a really important discussion to have over and over again. Definitely. And honestly, whatever, whatever anyone was interested in hearing about, like if they all shoot, if you, if you see a common um, pain point or a common question popping up, just let me know and we can talk about it. Love it. Petrina, Michelle, Brianna, Clarissa, anyone who's here live, please DM me, text me, let me know what you want to talk about the world of VAs. And great to see you guys. It was great seeing all of you. Have a good one. Have a good day, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.